It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Jay Crawford, Adam the Bull, Garrett Bush, and so many big names, it would take me hours to say all of their names. The ultimate Cleveland sports show. Booyah! Friday! 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 Here we are. Not just any Friday, the Friday before Browns camp. We made it to the season. We're officially through the dead part of the year. I mean, the rookies are in, the quarterbacks are in. I mean, the vets are coming in. It's go time. Yeah. It is go. We're going to talk about the Browns. We're going to talk about camp, the structure of camp this year, Mm -hmm. the fact that it's off site. Good idea, bad idea. Well, at least part of it is, is off-site. Yeah, yeah, the beginning of it yeah. is off-site. Uh, we'll go through that. Also, the Guardians return home tonight. They take on the Phillies. Gavin Williams is throwing. I can't yeah. wait to be there. I, I've got to see this kid throw again. I saw him throw a bullpen in spring yeah. training and was blown away by his stuff. Are you sitting in those fancy seats behind home plate tonight? I will be there. There nice. you go. Yeah, I'll be there. There so you I'll go. Nice. Best place to see a pitcher. <laughs> oh yeah. Because you, you know, I mean, you hear the smack of the glove. You see everything. That's sweet. So, um, looking forward to that. We're also I, top five ultimate new alternate uniforms. Yes. I think this is based off the fact that the Browns introduced their new white helmets, right? The Browns did introduce the new white helmets, but seven other teams have debuted or are going to debut new uniforms, including two that will be debuted against the Browns this year. Mm. Oh, nice. Both the Colts and the Seahawks will be debuting their new jerseys against Cleveland. So we're going to rank of the eight what are our favorites. And I'm telling you, I don't like them all. I have some serious qualms with at least two of them. Out on a limb here, the Browns are in your ultimate five. They are in the top five. I would imagine they would be. Are they one? Uh, We'll find out. I wasn't here. I mean, I was here the day we showed that commercial that teased the announcement. So we kind of talked about it. Uh, now that we've seen them, I, I wasn't here the next day. Do mm-hmm. so you guys like the uniform? Oh, yeah, I like them. I love it, too. Uh, I do, and yeah. I'm not, you know, big uniform guy. I know but, you're not, yeah. But I do think they're cool. I think they're the nicest the Browns have had since I've been here. Yeah, I opinion. agree with that. Yeah. I agree oh, yeah, with that. Yeah, yeah, I really yeah. like the helmets. Uh, so I think they're cool looking. So, anything you get, want to get off your chest, drive to work this morning, shout I, out to the butcher, what do you got? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you, my son's been away at sleepaway camp, as I oh, told you on yes, Monday. yes. And if we finally pick him up tomorrow, I'm oh. like, that's I'm like great. losing my mind. I, last night I was, I've been pretty calm. Right. But last night we had these crazy storms come through the area. And I'm yeah. like, going to my wife, I'm like, what if they lost power at camp? Because usually every <laughs> other day they sent a bunch of pictures right. on, to a Facebook group that we could see. And it, What we, a great idea. Right. And every day there was at least one picture of him. And I'm like, okay, you know, we it's know good. he's still alive. <laughs> uh, but yesterday they didn't send any pictures. And then there's these Crazy storms came through is the he area. Close? Is he nearby where the storms would He's have an, affected like him? He's an hour and ten minutes due east of Rocky River. Oh, like wow. Straight east. Okay. Just past the border of Geauga County into... Lake? No. Maybe? Just east. Maybe, yeah. Just, okay. yeah, in a town called it's, Windsor. It's pretty wooded out mm. there. Yeah, you it's know. like Amish area there. I it think, is. Yeah. yeah. Is it a, uh, is it a, like cabins? They're not yes. tents for sure. No, not tents, yeah. but it's cabins. Okay. I, I, so, so somebody, so somebody I noticed last night tweeted at the Facebook group and said, are the kids okay? <laughs> <laughs> and somebody was like, yeah, everybody's fine. Sorry uh, we didn't say pictures. This is a great experience for you guys <laughs> yeah, and, for, and him. for him. I know. I we think talked a lot about it after yeah, the show yeah. Monday. I, yeah. I think it's great. Yeah, he's, I'm uh, sure he's, he's having a great home. time. He's going to be a different kid. I'm telling you. I know. You know, he's already very wildly independent, but there's just going to, you're going to see subtle changes in him. And it's, I it's know. Great. It's and, great. And what's awesome is we're picking him up tomorrow morning. And then tomorrow afternoon, he and I are flying to New Jersey. Wow. And we're going to see Billy Joel at the Garden on Monday. That's this week. Yeah. Wait, wow. so you're going to be in New Jersey, Jason's going to be in New Jersey, and yes. I'm not? Yeah, how's what the hell? that? 
Apparently wow. so. So where's he playing? He's playing Madison, Madison Square, Square Garden. Garden on he Monday. He has that uh, residency that he yeah, does. Yeah, like, but a it's show coming to there. an end. It is. He's coming finally going to gonna, like retire. Has, I guess. I don't ha- know. Has he seen Billy Joel yet? No. Wow. So what a father-son. It's amazing. And I'm taking my oldest friend, like my oldest friend Andy. He and I have seen Billy Joel five times together, yeah. including the first time together when we were 15 years old in October of '86. So the three of us are going together. When was the last time you saw Billy? Uh, I saw him at the Garden. Three years ago, four. No, it might have been just before COVID, so maybe four, okay. four years ago. Um, did you see him here when he was progressive yes. field? Yes. We, I was at that show. Yeah. What a show. Oh, he's That's awesome. the only time I've seen him. He's one of my all-time favorite yeah. uh, performers. He and Springsteen both. Even they're both approaching seventy, I think, or maybe it's Springsteen's unreal. already seventy. But they still pour they out got the energy. So much energy. Hip-hop, yeah. Hip hop people, listen, learn from these guys. <laughs> you see how they talking about old acts. That's out there, ninety years old. They yeah. still go out and support them. Yeah, our acts get old in five minutes. Like you, like Fifty Cent. I, I can't, I can't. That was two so many years ago. So if, only... if he did a revival tour, there it wouldn't be well supported. No, I mean Snoop Dogg's been around forever. I, yeah. I mean, but but no, like they don't. We don't support. We don't support our artists like that. Like, okay, they, you got they it's can, on to the next. It's still on to the next. It's like yeah, it's yeah, like yeah, yeah they're like right. we call them washed up and stuff like. You you've never seen a washed up band like a band like they could get rid of the lead singer and they still tour That's and they true. still oh, support her all the time. Yeah, a lot of rock Halen. bands. Yeah, yeah. Just, you know, rotating the face of the band yep. and still holding on to their popularity. That's right. Is this a cultural thing where yeah, they yeah. Just, maybe it's a lack of nostalgia? Well, what's a hip hop thing? Hip hop is is based on current. Current. It's the street. It's today. That's true. No, it's I the, get it's that. the music of the youth. So. That's where the energy comes from, and then after you, you know, you know, you're telling the stories of, you know, poverty and, and, and things that go in the neighborhood. But you know, after a while, those people actually move out of the neighborhood. They became successful. They they're good stories. And the culture is done with. And them. the culture is like, okay, well, what's the next? What's the next? Uh, right. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. By the way, last thing on music, real quick. Quick is Taylor Swift bigger than Michael Jackson? No. Was? Stop. Uh, Quit. I would say no also, yeah. but I would say she is the biggest solo Since female him? ever. Female solo ever. Female artist ever. Yeah. I think, because it's funny that you, you asked that question. Because she, it's like crazy. We had that conversation in the newsroom a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Um, I have never seen a passion and fever around a concert tour like I've seen for her. It's insane. But I've never seen an album release and all the buzz around it and all the successful music generational changing hits like I did off Michael Jackson's Thriller. I mean, Thriller was just insane. My, Michael that Jackson. Was insane. Just and all be all for just me. Just to give you a, a, yeah. a sample, Michael Jackson was famous from the time he was five to when he died. Yeah, yeah. Multiple eras. Uh, by the way, this is the most impressive thing. People will sing Billie Jean, Beat It, All the Above, and freak out. Michael Jackson has been dead for how many years? Maybe 10? 15? To, yeah. to, and little kids that have never seen him sing live, never. No, they still yeah. gravitate and understand it. I don't know, it's timeless. And he's the only person I've ever I've ever seen that could have grown foreign men passing out. <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> grown men. Korean no, men, my God! It's, it's, it is know, unbelievable. It's inter- the truth is he might have, too. the truth is he might have roofied them, but. Um. <laughs> you don't say that. <laughs> There's a couple Take people that back bull. We will protect him at all costs. By the <laughs> way, I mean, remember when the thriller video came out? Oh, it was a world. They did a world premiere I mean, on MTV. Insane. It was like a movie was being and released. Did, you got These a, guys can't understand that. No, there was no. If you're young, too young for that. You can't understand what it that was like. It was a like. totally different era back then. There was, it was like a movie. There back. was no was, black was. people on MTV. Let me repeat it. There was like, like MTV was like. Yeah, like Duran Duran, Duran Duran, or or, or Cindy Lauper, Cindy Lauper, Madonna. Um, they went Boy George, yeah, all the Culture Club. You're right, it was, it was whitewashed. And when Michael Jackson came out with that, changed the game. It was just over. But that video was amazing. It's funny in our lifetime we've seen the evolution, really the 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 birth of the music video. And the death, death of yeah, the pretty music much. video. Yeah. I mean, very few artists do them now. No. Yeah, it's uh, it's really crazy. But yeah, the Michael Jackson phenomenon is something <laughs> that I'm really glad that I got to live through. Yeah, <laughs> I was 18 when when Thriller was released. Yeah, it's the height of your music fandom. Yeah, it was, um, it but was that, nuts. it's a fascinating discussion. But I will say this: 
Taylor Swift currently has something. She's doing something right now that's never been done before. Listen to this. She has four of the top ten albums. Yeah, that's insane. Albums. Yeah. She not, is not not singles. Yeah. Right now, she has, she nuts. is the author and performer on four of the top ten albums. Yeah, to be this big a star, the way the music industry is now compared to when we were younger, is pretty amazing. It I mean, is. People are incredible. With I heard a rumor. I, I hesitate to repeat this because I don't know if it's true or not. Yeah. She came from Means. Her, her, her. Although she portrays herself as a you know poor farm girl. Yeah. I think they were from Pennsylvania. Moved to Nashville because she knew that's where she had to go. She broke in in country. Yeah. Her, the rumor is that when she made her first album, her parents bought enough to make it go platinum. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. And nothing starts a fire like a fire, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. And I don't know if that's true or not. Yeah. I don't know if that's a rumor, but. Uh, yeah. And I heard, funny. You, I, will, I will say this. I saw this. And this is during, I think this is maybe two years ago, and it was during the height of, you know, we, it was the pandemic. People were locked in. And she made, I think she made it a political stance. She was saying something about the administration at the time. And I remember watching her, her, her parents and her team be like, Taylor, you can't, please do not do this. Like, yeah, yeah. this is, this is like, you don't understand. It was like, like Michael Jordan. Yeah, it was like, you, you, know, you cannot, you cannot say buy that. buy sneakers too. Yes, he's like, do not, do you, do you know you're the biggest, or one of the biggest artists in the world, and you just come off pretty nice to everybody. Yeah. Even, and, and look, Nicki Minaj ended her career almost. Like, you couldn't, like, you couldn't, can't say that against Taylor Swift. She's too nice. Yeah. She, mm. She's just. She is. Mm. Yeah, she so, is, yeah, it's really, it is. She's an incredible music phenomenon for sure. Enough of the Taylor Swift talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, let's just say our first hello to Mikey McNuggets. What's up, Mike? What's up, guys? Jay, you have not been here the last couple of days. And right. I'm going to do a little infomercial for the people oh, okay. and you at the same time. Wonderful. Here. Okay. So we are going to start in the very near future, not only streaming on YouTube, but streaming on something called the Fast Channel. What's that? It's essentially a Roku channel that's going to have 24-7 locked-on content, which oh. we're in the locked-on brand. Nice. Which means a couple times during each show, you're going to see a new transition, and I'll play it for you in a sec, Jay. Okay. All you have to know, and this is for the people out there listening, this is me literally telling Jay for the first time. Yeah. Mike forgot to tell Jay before the show. I that's don't know what he's talking that's about. What's Jay, Jay came in very late today. Don't. He had to say <laughs> hi to Brad. I get it. You're yeah. here. Cool. Yep. Brad Seller's in the building. For Brad Seller's in the yeah. building. Great when to see When you again. see this transition – I do need you to be quiet. Lay out. Can't talk. It Lay will out. cut out on the stream. So well, is this going to like a pop quiz? It's just going to. Uh, well, it'll will come to me. Okay. I'm going to play it, and I'll play it in one sec so you, you can it. see it. There's okay. an in transition and an out transition. Well, let's take a look. On YouTube, it won't affect anything. But on the stream, that's when they enter the commercial breaks. So are you ready for the first oh, ever wow. look at the fast transition in? Then I'm going to talk for five seconds, and we'll take out. Yeah, let's see So it. when you see this, that means please be quiet. And then I talk for a few seconds, and yes, there's a black frame. So there's and there's no, all there's no don't talk. Hold up, it? you can't talk till the next one oh, comes. Oh. And now you can talk. And that in between will get cut out for a commercial. So it is going on around here. It yeah. is something that we we're going to be doing three times yesterday. A couple times a How show. Work out. It was fine. It's, uh, it's we're there's no to get audio to it. with it. So essentially, it's cutting me out. So I'll talk through those, but it's going to cut me out on the actual stream. Yeah. On the restream. So you Mike YouTube, will do. Uh, it, PCC it's a whole thing. read uh, yes. for our YouTube audience or, uh, you know, become a member. Uh, and there you go. First so anything that we can okay. tell YouTube that we can't tell the other stream, yeah, it cuts out. That's right. So just let me do my talk between that. It doesn't affect you. Oh, so the other stream doesn't allow, like, ad reads. Exactly. So this is Got our way it. of Got streaming it. to two audiences at once. And anything that says between those two transitions does not go on the other one. So when you jump in with some – Amazing factor tidbit. Mm. I want the people everywhere to right. hear that. Got it. Which is why when you see those, just let me get my little thing in. 
and then we'll move on. Job becomes more complicated every day, man. (laughs) Making you work for it. So just so you guys know, Jay, if you see that, that, that's your cue. Just give me 10 seconds, do my little read, and then we'll uh, we'll move on. So with that, let's get to our first topic today, and that is the Browns are one day away from training camp. We have made it, fellas. We have made it through a summer without football. Let's give ourselves a round of applause for doing so. And let's thank our audience for sticking with us because we know that our audience is dying for Browns content and mostly Browns content. Oh, by the way, I feel like I need to tell Jay this, what happened yesterday. What happened? Because I think G brought up the point that you would you might have had a heart attack if you had been on the show <laughs> oh, yesterday. Wonderful. Jason and oh, I you did, did you do the best GMs? Uh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> okay. So Jason and I were apoplectic, but I think you would have been even worse. Uh yes, uh Andrew Berry won best GM in So right hand to God. When I saw the rundown for yesterday's yeah. show, because even when I'm not on I get the emails and yeah. the, the text chains. Yeah. I saw it and I literally go, oh they're doing that on a day when I'm not here strategically. <laughs> no, I, I, I said when I saw it I go, yeah. oh Andrew Barry will easily be yeah. named the best general manager. That's right. It was That's and right. it was a, it was a landslide too. Like of course 50, it was. Like 58 yeah. percent or something. He had, he had over 50 percent in both polls yeah. and then but the other two polls. <laughs> So one poll had when Antonetti you second. Mediocrity, you deserve mediocrity. That's right. That's, right. That's my new There's phrase. literally no argument for Andrew Barry. None. None. Zero nilch, not a, I don't even want to no. hear an argument for it. I, okay, you're a Browns fan and that's your favorite team. It doesn't make him the best GM. Right. Stop I think, it, people. I think that you could, I, I obviously I thought it was the Guardians. I it can, is the Guardians. I can see I it. Mean, at without least, question. At least an argument for the Cavs. You could say he's done a better job in the last year. You yeah. could argue that. I at would have them number two. At least, yes, without a doubt. I mean, Kobe definitely deserves to be yes. number two. Yes. But I'm sorry. Yeah. I mean, this is a re- – folks, let me tell you something. Sports is a result-oriented business, period. And we have a very clear yardstick for success. That's right. And a very clear yardstick for failure. Yeah. And there is one franchise in this city that has reached the ultimate bar of success – that being the Cavaliers. Mm-hmm. Then there is another franchise in this city that has consistently reached one of the yardsticks for success, and that is making postseason play. There is another franchise in town that has consistently missed that widely recognized bar of success, that is correct. and that is the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, it, it's pretty simple. So you know what? When yeah. it, it, it goes back to what I said. When you accept mediocrity, you deserve mediocrity. Yes. That's it. And And when you applaud mediocrity, you especially deserve mediocrity. The the slant I threw on it was the the fans and the people love splash moves. They want want splash. They want big. Big is better. Um, No, winning is better. Well, if we're going to argue that, then the Cavs have made the biggest splash move I, in the last I, year. And, and, and that's why. No, Deshaun Watson's a bigger move. Than yeah, not, that was, I would no, say Deshaun was bigger than. No, I than, said in the last year. Yeah, the last Sean, year. Deshaun right. was more than a year ago. So, yeah, so right. the two moves that I think that sway people the most was the Deshaun Watson deal. Yeah. Also, the uh, Donovan Mitchell deal. When when Now, it started to cl- the Cavs clock a little bit earlier, but. It was a big move, and it made people say, see, sometimes when you give them a present or a gift, it makes you think that they, they really love you, right? <laughs> like, you could buy somebody's love. There's, and no good, there's no good argument, G. If the, Brown, if the Browns win the Super Bowl this year, we could have a different conversation. Absolutely. Well, hold on, we'll see if if they make a yeah. deep run. I don't care about splash moves. If they moves. make what, what? a deep run in the playoffs this year, we could have a different splash discussion. Splash moves but, can be measured but, by success. Yeah. But here's, here's the thing. When you speak about success, yeah. If championships will count, there's only one team with one. Well, I also said if, if they make a deep run in the playoffs. Yeah. So here's the, the Kobe Altman wasn't the GM that. of the championship team. Okay. So what, what I'm saying is, yeah, there's a lot of people who who give the Guardians the benefit of the doubt, which they do do a lot with less. But there is a strategic part of the the fan base that says, I don't like it. I need you to I do hear more. You. But in the end, of these three front office groups, now in fairness, the Guardians have been around longer. But of these three uh, front office groups, the Guardians have had the most success. Yeah. Right? I'll give you that. And they have the biggest disadvantage of the three. They do. Because they are limited payroll-wise by ownership, and the other two are not. Who do you So think? even though they have the biggest disadvantage, they've had the most success. Who do you, who do you think? Well said. Boy. Who do you think is the least liked owner in town? Probably Dolan. Dolan. Yeah. It should be Haslam. And, that is, and, and, that, and he's the guy that's and, delivered the city the most Exciting moments. Yes, and, and it's not yeah, even yeah. close, by the way. And no, that's no. And, and and I think that's why they they shade the Guardians because they don't like the owner. This is it. The owner doesn't yeah. spend. It doesn't doesn't matter if he's. They, they care more that he doesn't spend than that he sucks and yeah. does a terrible job. Yes. So. 
All right, yeah. enough of that. Uh, camp opens today. Here's a question that we're going to use as our jumping off point. Which player has the most to prove this training camp for the Browns? Who is it? We should have threw the caveat. We can't say Deshaun Watson because that, that's, yeah, that's, that's the obvious well, answer. I'm, to when I saw the question, I'm like, is that a real question? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I guess. I guess I assume we all would say not Deshaun. Okay, Watson, because right? I mean, he's the I, did, I, I yeah. put I put point one second into <laughs> yeah. thinking about this because yeah. I thought, well, that's easy. That's easy. Okay, so Watson. outside of Deshaun okay. Watson, my it's bad. Good, good distinction because we all agree. Everybody agrees. Yeah. The fan yeah. base agrees. The there are many, many futures and jobs that are pinned to Deshaun Watson being good this year. That's all of them. Yeah. Because this is it. This is the make or break That's year. right. This is yeah. it. This regime is hearing the clock in the background, and the clock is the watch on Deshaun Watson's wrist. I, who has the most to prove? Um, this is, this is, it, it was kind of tough when you take Deshaun Watson out. I'm going to go with Jedrick Wills. Um, hmm. Interesting. He, is, he got his, his fifth year guaranteed to him so he got his money but there is something to be said when we go back and evaluate right if they don't sign Jedrick Wills to another contract and he's not the left tackle of the future that goes down as a massive whiff you drafted him in the top 10 uh, and, and and I think more than anybody Jedrick Wills has been handled with kid gloves like I've never seen in my life like you know we'll, we'll take Miles Garrett to task. We'll talk about Nick Chubb can't get his his money next year because running backs are diminished. We already know what we say about Deshaun Watson. Like Donovan Peoples Jones, we've already told him you're gonna be on another team because you ain't good enough. But when it comes to Jedrick Wills, it's well, hold on. Maybe is it too bad? I mean, he, he. I mean, I know what the grades say, and I do see the clips where he just stands up and not, doesn't do anything. But <laughs> there's. I mean, really, can we get anybody better? So why don't is, we just? Is that, get, is that it right there? Because like good left tackle, great left tackles don't fall out of trees. They don't. Or yeah, Thank God, I, I crush think, everybody. I think that's another thing, and then then he gets the benefit of of coming after Joe Thomas a little bit. So you think that you're judging him hard or very harsh because. Hey, it's not Joe Thomas. What do you want to? What are you looking for? Right. So we give him the benefit of doubt a little bit. Yeah. Um, but to me, that's a top ten pick. And one of the things that we've said, if you want to be a good organization, um, when Perrion Winfrey got in trouble, somebody said, "Are you going to bring in a replacement? Are you going to bring in somebody?" At some point, the the replacements have to be the guys you drafted. Yeah, they do. The replacements have to be the dudes Especially on the roster. When they're drafted that yes, that highly. So, so. I, I would go. J- J- who J- who you got, Bull? Well, because I got a couple other names that are popping into my head. A, there's a bunch of guys, and Jedrick Wills is certainly one of them. I considered Elijah Moore. Yeah. Uh, mm. I considered uh, JOK as well. But mm. ultimately, the guy with the most to prove is David Njoku. That's my guy. Because <laughs> That's my guy. David Njoku has been paid <laughs> as an elite tight end. Yeah. David Njoku has been at his best a above average tight end. And even that is stretching maybe a little average to slightly above average. how's this he's in he's been in the upper half of tight end sure but but, but so if that makes him above average but yeah. it's barely but he's on the lower end <clears throat> of the upper half. I agree with that and 100% the, the money he's been paid the opportunities be, he's been given everything is set up for him to have a great year this year yeah. and if he doesn't find and the only thing I'll say is you know Travis Kelsey and and guys like that, they're the anomalies. There are a lot of tight ends who have taken a while to develop, but this is a long time, and mm-hmm. this is the last chance. And he's the, of, of all the guys we've mentioned that are that have something to prove. He's making the most money, so he's got the most to prove to yeah. me. I agree with that. He was the first guy that came into my mind after we moved the uh, assignment to anybody but Deshaun Watson. Right. A couple other names that popped into my head. You might both look at me like I'm crazy here. But Denzel Ward's been a little off. Well, he that, had a down year that, last year. No, 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 no doubt. That's what I'm saying. I yeah. like that. I like that a I little bit. I need him I like to be the Denzel Ward that we saw the first couple of years he wore a Browns uniform. Yeah. He was jumping routes, Jay. He, I he, know he was. He had a, he had a in zone jumping coverage. Jumping and making mistakes and reads. Yeah, yeah. And like, coverages. It, it was just like he was he was playing the ball. It looked like... His, his instincts coming out of – see, that's going to happen a little bit. Sometimes when you come out of college and you especially come out of a college that, that is, is competitive, like steel sharpens steel, and you get out of there and you're young, you're energetic, and, and the thing that they always teach you is make plays. You making plays or not, or you just in your gap. We don't need people just in that gap. We need playmakers. 
And sometimes you can get into a league or you can get into a place where you start, you know, being under certain coaches and their philosophy change. Well, well guys, look, we're going to give up some of that stuff, guys. It's okay. We'll rally and tackle. Nah, we need we, we paying you like you the top of the food chain. But really, when you look at it, he's getting paid top three or four. He's probably maybe 10, 11. If you ask it about corners. Yeah. Um, and the production just doesn't seem to be there. Now we've all if he had production, we put up with the injury stuff, right? He's like, yeah. we always we see he gonna miss two, three games a year, but the production has to be there. And I hope under Schwartz, he lights that fire to say, come on, Denzel, you're getting paid like an elite playmaker. We need that. You said something there, G, that really, really strikes a chord. It was brilliant. You said that you have a fear that when he was in that Ohio State program, there was no tolerance for no slacking. Zero. None. The statement, the mission statement every year was very clear. Mm -hmm. We're winning the chip. That's what we're about here at Ohio State. And then you said steel sharpens steel. They all make each other better. And I'm sure, I I almost wish Tyvis was here so he could talk to this. He's probably seen a difference in some of the locker rooms that he played in in the NFL. Some tolerated nonsense, some did not. I love that steel sharpens steel comment because it's obvious the culture in Cleveland is not the culture in Columbus. No, it certainly hasn't been. It has not been, no. no. And I wonder if the apathy has affected Denzel Ward. How can it not? I I went from playing in Camp McKinley. We won two state championships. You're a perfect example of it. I get to OU, and the first week, I'm playing as a freshman, and I look around, and we had, like, defensive backs playing basketball like over the goalpost. We in Buffalo and I'm like Buffalo is one of the worst teams in the country and I'm looking around and we get into the game and we are just getting destroyed. They beat us. I mean, they was beating us 41 to nothing and I go to the sidelines and the first thing I did is look at my coaches and be like, oh, hell no, this ain't gonna work. This not because it, they had that blank stare like we've already punted. We ready to go to on the next week. We're going to burn this tape. Nobody was angry. Nobody was upset. Yeah, that's and, the culture. And, and, and Camp McKinley, that wouldn't have flown. I mean, you one guy makes one bad play. He's on he's the bench. He's on the bench. Like, you, you got, you know, you playing with all Americans. You're just trying to survive at that point. And then when I went there and saw the difference, I said, oh, this is going to be a problem. And, and, you, and you automatically knew that there was levels to it. And it was the first time when people say they become demoralized. I was de- I was shook to the core because I said, you don't put this amount of work in just to go out there and get beat and hang out. But they had been losing for so many years. The mentality wasn't even, it wasn't even, it, it was, there was no culture of winning. So I'm afraid when I see stuff like that, you can look at Jeff Okuda. You can look at guys that played in the secondary at Ohio State. You go from Ohio State where Alabama and Georgia, that's the key in Michigan. We not we don't respect no Mac teams. We don't respect no Sun Belt teams. And then you get to Cleveland, and then you start losing to the Lions and losing to the Jets on onside. How many times have you ever seen somebody get an onside kick? I know. <laughs> it I know. just don't happen. It don't happen in little league, especially boy. when they know it's coming. And when it's yeah, coming, right. one thing if there's an element of surprise, but when you know what they're doing, and it doesn't it happen off, unless it's week two against the Jets. Yeah, right. That's it. By That's the it. way. You know who we did not mention? Who belongs I have, to the I have one guy, too. Name him. Well, Bo, you say first. I think we're on the same line. Cade York. Oh, I wasn't oh, going there, but yeah, Cade no, York is a good one. Cade York. You guys you know, talk Cade York, and then I'll Cade, toss mine out next. The yeah. thing about Cade York is he made some great kicks. <laughs> he made he was, one great kick. Well, that but I, that he made a couple, of long, a couple of the long ones, but he was very inconsistent. He was wildly percentage inconsistent. was not good enough. Yeah. And the bottom line at that position is you – if he's not good this year, he's gone. Even it depends though he was on how bad he is. Like if he has another year like that, it won't be good. But I think it would be good enough for another year. Because Maybe. again, it's just like the Jed Wills thing. That's <laughs> these dudes aren't falling out of trees. Well, but there's only one kicker job, and if there's a guy, if there's a guy out there they think could be better. They'll move on, even though he was drafted. Yeah, but you and know, the he Browns has the potential have done that before. to be really good. And then 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 the guy goes to Minnesota and becomes a Pro Bowler. Right, right, right. Yeah, I hear you. Are funny mentality you know sometimes it just takes them a little bit we talked about the goat and how he started off very rough go look at Justin Tucker's early yep. years as a kicker not great he missed a lot of kicks 
By even year two? I can't remember what his year. It, yeah, I, I, I got his numbers right here. Two. I think yeah. it was. Like, year one was not Justin Tucker-like. And I think it his struggles kind of carried into year two. Okay, and so. And then he became, like, automatic. So, year one and two were actually really, really good. Years three and four okay. is where he dipped. Okay, there you year go. Year one, he was 90% 30 of 33. Year two, 94% 39 of 41. Wow. And then the next two years, he dipped to 83% and 82%. Yeah, which is – And then he's gone back after that, so he goes 82%. But he he went 38 of 39 the next year. Probably never been in the 80s since his fourth year. No, On a percentage. Uh, This this most recent year, he was 86%. Was he really? Wow. 37 of 43, but he missed three 60-yarders. The point is they drafted – He's always a victim of his own success. The Browns drafted Cade York high for a kicker. Third round or fourth round? Where was it? Fourth Fourth round. Fourth round? You draft a kicker in the fourth round. He's got to perform. You're expecting him to be good. Yes. Not, I don't want to have to wait till year three or four. No, you're for right. Him to get you're right. Good. Let's... He's on. I don't want to say he's on the clock, but he's under the microscope. Yes, for no doubt. Sure. Gosh, there's a lot of guys on this. If you can look, I throw one more out to you? Yeah. I'm surprised no one mentioned this, but to me, Talkie the Talkie. number one guy. It's a different linebacker. It's JOK. Yeah, I he mentioned JOK. He mentioned JOK. As one of the guys, but as one of the guys we mentioned, could have been, but not one of those we talked about. To yeah. me, yeah. JOK is yep. the answer. And you guys are all right in your own different ways, but right. we need to know two things about JOK. One, how is does Jim linebacker? Schwartz plan? Well, I guess three. <laughs> is he a linebacker? B, if he is, how does Jim Schwartz plan to unleash him? And then three, and we're not going to learn this in training camp, but can the dude stay healthy? Yeah. Is he physically capable yeah. of being a long-term solution in that second level of the defense? Yeah, and no, I know that's, that's not point. a training camp question to be answered. Yeah. But to well, me, it could be. He has to prove. I mean, if the guys do get dinged in training fair. camp. He has to prove that he can learn Jim Schwartz's system and figure out how to actually be a guy who's yeah. not I, I like a that. secondary. The interesting thing with JOK, all these other guys we mentioned are NFL players. We're just asking to be better NFL yeah, players. Yeah, you're right. I don't know if we. I don't know that for sure that JOK is an NFL player. Yeah, Paul Jackson agrees. I, I think. Yeah, I know he does strongly. Yeah. So I think you know what? Here's what I think this exercise shows, guys. Get your thoughts. Yeah. Um, it's what we've talked about. This is perhaps the most pivotal year for the Browns in the last decade. And I know that I know you could say, well, after they made the yeah. playoffs, you know, you want them to com- continue that success. But there are I, I can think of front office wise. If this if this doesn't work, if if, if they end up underperforming, say seven and ten oh, and no, miss no, the no, playoffs, no, 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 no. Yeah. it's rotten at the top. And I think Stefanski could be in big trouble. I think Andrew Barry could be in trouble. I think at some point they have to look long and hard whether or not Paul DePodesta should hold the keys to this franchise. Well, I, I mean, all of that is true. If, if Deshaun Watson is not good, yeah, and for whatever reason, again, yeah. I think he's going to be good, but if he's just – he's mentally scarred, he can't get over the whatever, can't get over the knee injury, whatever, whatever it is. Yeah. If, let's say he's not good. All right, Stefanski's fired. Barry's fired. Uh, maybe Deep Podesta too. Who knows? Uh, I He's think, been the common link through a couple of regimes. I think Nick Chubb's gone. Oh, really? Because they're not going to pay him six. He's going to. He's cap hit is sixteen million. Yeah. If if Deshaun Watson stinks and they're like, in a way, they're starting over now. They can't because they still locked into him. Yeah. And I hate to go down this road too much because I don't think it's going to happen, but. I think Miles Garrett could certainly be gone. He's going to want out of here. Could be a complete the whole, and total blow So off. yes, this is the. I, I think it's the biggest year, certainly in the, at least the twelve years I've been covering. And, and, and I, it feels like a bull. And, and that's why. That's why I've been. I've been pounding the concrete to people to say all the time. Well, come on, you know, guys are good. Just go ahead and chill. I said, there's no chill in this offseason. There's none. You, you wasted the chill last year. Just done. Like, you got to think about it, man. We waited through. We waited through 0 and 16, 1 and 15, right? to get Baker. We we did that to get Nick Chubb. We did that to get Miles Garrett. We did that to get Denzel Ward. Well, let's start to see some fruit. Those picks, those picks are all guys that we drafted from being the terrible, most worst team in the league. Baker's gone. We just talked about Denzel Ward. He if, if the Browns aren't good this year, they're definitely looking to move and say, hey, yeah. uh, let's look at what, what did Jalen we get for Jalen Ramsey? Can we get off this contract? Miles Garrett is the only person that you have left on your roster that can bring you back any draft capital. 
they probably move him and listen to three or four teams if they wanted to give up. So this whole house of cards could come Gone. crumble. Yeah, right. If if it's if Deshaun Watson isn't the guy, right, then this franchise is damn near taking and on almost the, erasing the whole thing and starting over. That's true. On the other hand, if he is the guy, there's no limit to how good they can be. Really? There's, I I think so. I, I agree. I, now listen. Kansas City, Buffalo, Cincinnati are up here. Yeah. The Browns got to get there. But you're and, saying if Deshaun but is good. I, I think if Deshaun is Houston Deshaun again, they could reach that level with those other three teams. That's the goal. Now, those teams are safer bets to be there. Yeah. But They are. And I mean, the AFC is tough. I mean, the quality of the AFC, it was already high last year. It's even better this year. Yeah. Because think about all the teams. And they're young. Right. Think about all the teams that were really good last year. Well, Cincinnati, yeah, they got worse at safety, but they got better on the offensive line. Overall, they're just as good. Sure. Not, not to mention, you think about Burrow. His first year, training camp was COVID. His second year, he was coming off a torn ACL. Last year, I don't know if, you're, if you guys remember this, he had a burst appendix yes, right in his training camp. Yeah. So this yeah. is his first normal training camp. Right. We, we know what the Chiefs are, how good they are with sure. Mahomes. The Jaguars are just going to get better with Trevor Lawrence. Yes. The Bills are still really good. That, you know, what, what have they That's lost? four teams that right. can easily win my, an AFC championship. I personally think Miami's going to go a little backwards, but if two is healthy, he was good, really good when he was he's healthy. He's great when he's year. healthy. Right? We know the Ravens don't stink. We know the Steelers will be competitive. We know the, the Jets are a little like the Browns. It's an older quarterback, but it's like, well, if Aaron Rodgers plays at an MVP level, they're, they're certainly a playoff contender. Boy, it's, a, it's, a, I mean, it's not a great time. To make an all-in move in the AFC, it's tricky. And it's very yeah. tricky. And I didn't even mention the Chargers. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Who I think, despite the fact they've got a lot of talent, I think their coaches really kept yeah. them from doing. You know, right. he, 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 his, his idea of the tie game, uh, yeah. and that kept him out of the playoffs two years ago. Last year, didn't they blow the big lead to Jacksonville? Huge. Mm-hmm. I mean. To yeah. me, I'm, I'm, I know he's considered one of the bright young coaches, and I know he's got ties here to Northeast Ohio. I'm shocked he's still employed by, Agreed, by the Chargers. But they'll still be good. Yeah, yeah they will be. <laughs> I mean, I mean, they're going to be really good, and they I, could be a team that makes that major jump right? because they've kind of been off the radar because of his flubs the last two years. Right, and, you know, so there's not you – know, who's bad in the AFC? God. Houston's bad. The rest of the South – you know, the South is bad besides The South is in general. Le- but outside division. of that, like – The Colts, the Titans, yeah. not a whole lot the of The Raiders are there. probably not that good, but, what you if, know. What if the play- – there's 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 a, the best of both worlds. Like, yeah. it's, the, it's, the, it's the world where it's heaven and world where it's hell. Think about this concept. What if the players we do have on the roster are even better than we thought because they had a quarterback? What if, what if we that's very possibility. We love Dick Chubb, right? Then we you know what? Then, then you throw the Browns in with all the teams Bull just mentioned. Right, yes. Like, it, because it, the talent, the roster is there. The roster's talented. Just, yeah. Here's the question. Do we get Houston Deshaun or do we get last six games of the season Deshaun? Yeah, I that's think it's it. more likely that we get Houston Deshaun. I hope so. Uh, and If but, we do, but, I believe that Bull, uh, G. Bush, you're right. We got to see it, though. We got to see, see it. it. Yeah. <laughs> that's why he is easily the answer to that question right I mean he's got everything to prove and, and I think one of the, the main storylines we're going to talk about all like now that the season has started the biggest question is how much are they going to play in the preseason because yeah. because to me that's no longer dismissible right they literally have to look at all right guys I know we don't want to do it with injuries Andy Reid does it he, he, Andy Reid plays his players. Play, and yeah. they cannot afford to have no week one, no, week I agree two, with trying you. to figure it I, out I stuff. agree with you. When they take the field in September for the first game, I want there to be rapport. I want there to be a track record of success, even if it is in the in the preseason. I want them to not look like they're, it's a dress rehearsal. Yeah, yeah, they've got – I agree. They're playing the Bengals week one. It's a tough test right you, you off the You come out of the gate shoot, So, man. you you got to be ready to go for yeah. that game. I, I, I think that this is the year, if there's ever been a year, that you blow up this idea that they play very, very little. That's become the trend, especially yeah. now that it's down to just yeah. three games. Blow that up. They're blowing something else up, and I want to see if you guys like this. They're blowing up the idea of training the entire training camp at home this year for the first time. And I can't remember when the last time was that the Browns took their camp 
out of Cuyahoga County mm-hmm. or out of the Northeast Ohio area. I, in my lifetime, I don't know that it's, I don't know that it's ever happened. I don't know if, if, if we have a viewer out there that wants to look it up or Mikey, you, but I can't remember a time where the Browns took their training camp out of state. Right. And this year they're doing that. They're going down to Greenbrier. It's a beautiful resort down there in West Virginia, but don't make plans to go because fans aren't welcome. Closed environment. What do we make of that? Does that, does that matter? Does it make a difference? And do you guys like it? Go ahead, G. I, I, I think it, I, I like it. Um, we've done that before. Um, we have? Well, well we, I've done that oh, before okay, in my playing okay. career. And it's, it's different. Like, there's something to be said for you being secluded. So, you know, we in, in college, we, you got your own apartment, your houses. They would take us somewhere far off campus, and we, we'd have to basically, like, walk back and forth a long way. We would be having meetings, and it would be all away from the normal stuff. Like, you couldn't have a car. Like, they take your car keys, and you're just sure. there. Like, you can't move. You're not going off campus. You can't eat nothing. And, and what it does, it, it makes you focus because the only thing that's there is football. The only voice that's there is the teammate's voice, the coach's voice, and trying to learn stuff. And you're in this silo. And I remember, you know, going to um, a remote place in high school like called Edinburgh. Edinburgh, Pennsylvania. It's a small little school. We went to a camp. And our team in 1997, we won the national championships. In 98, they were like, listen, you go to all these nice camps. Like, let's go to Ohio State or let's go to, like, team camps. And they're like, no, we're going to Edinburgh because we had a new coach at the time. And he was taken over from a coach that won a national championship. That's like a Hall of Fame coach. So now it's like, well, I got to put my imprint on it. I got to put my stamp on it. And he took us to Edinburgh, and it was dry. It was dusty. It was hot. And we're just there with these other teams. And I just remember, like, thinking about, man, the only thing that was mattering at that time, not girlfriends, not nothing, was the fact that you was there trying to figure out how to get through this like this tough period of time. And what happened was when we got back and started doing two days and stuff, it, it gave us this this little sense of security. Because you know, Bulls talk about his son as being off and doing different things and shooting archers and stay he'll come back and he'll have five, ten years of experience. He'll feel like, wow, he's kind of mature because there's something to be said for going off somewhere and the first night you're being scared by the third night you got friends by the fifth night you're like oh I could do this yeah. that's why people go camping and, and go to retreats is to find that inner thing so I love it I love the fact that it, they're, they're telling those and they're signifying guys this is important if, if you want to be what you want to be Miles Garrett and Deshaun Watson you want your career back and Nick Chubb you want to get in the playoffs and Joe Batonio don't be like Joe Thomas that's what they're telling them this is what's going to take to get there and so I think it's brilliant for them to do it, and I think they should they should be locked in, ready to go when they come back. Bull? Yeah, I mean, you think about it. I mentioned before Joe Burrow's training camps. The Browns have, you know, Kevin Stefanski was a new coach the COVID year, right? They went to the playoffs. Things kind of went south. Last year, it was a weird training camp because the Deshaun Watson suspension was hovering over the team the entire time. And so this feels like the first normal training camp for the Browns in a while. Mm-hmm. And I think Kevin Stefanski said, uh, we have to do something different, right? What we've been doing has not been working. Mm-hmm. We'll find out if this helps. You know, if they do well, we'll, we'll, we're going to say, well, I guess this did something. Mm-hmm. Who knows for sure? But there's something to be said for what you said there. Now, I don't know that the players, the NFL players, are going to have the restrictions that you guys had. I would hope they do because I would think, that if they're spending, how long are they going to be there? Oh, Ten eight, days? Eight days, eight, I think. Like I think that. eight days. Eight yes. days. Like, if, if, if they basically have to be on campus, if you will, yeah. the entire time, like, that's good chemistry building. That's good team building there. And that's something this team could use. I mean, the, and it gives Deshaun Watson a chance to maybe cement himself as the leader of the team, which is important. Yeah. I think it is. Um, I'm going to echo everything you guys said, and I'm going to throw a lot more onto it. I love the idea. I think it's the best idea this franchise has come up with in the last couple of years, and here's why. The location was was key. Edinburgh wasn't glamorous. It was gritty. Right, yeah, yeah. Greenbrier, West Virginia is a beautiful resort, but there's nothing to do there. That's right. There's no trouble to find. There's nowhere they're going to go where they're going to somebody's going to get in, in big trouble at two o'clock in the yeah, morning. Yep. Right. It's 
isolated, it's secluded, and it's just the team. And I've got a little bit of experience with this. When I was covering the Buccaneers and they were in Tampa, they trained at the University of Tampa. Mm -hmm. And Tony Dungy liked the idea that it was home. The players could sleep in their own beds. Then they decided, I think wisely, let's move this thing off-site. Now, they did it for different reasons. They did it because they wanted to sort of give their fan base in Central Florida an opportunity to see the Bucks mm-hmm. training camp. So they moved it to Disney in, in Orlando. And the media bitched and moaned because, you know, we had to go to Orlando for, for 10 days or mm-hmm. whatever, and we weren't in our own beds. But when John Gruden came in, there was team building that was taking place that I was quite frankly surprised to see because Tony Dungy was a beloved head coach. You talked when the when when the Bucks fired Tony Dungy, it felt like a wake mm. at the at the facility. Mm-hmm. I remember when, you know, I think I've talked about it on the show, Tony graciously met individually with all the reporters and it just felt like a wake. You saw players milling about the building, heads down, no smiles, very quiet. They lost their beloved guy. So Gruden had an uphill climb, but when they were in Disney, they became one. They rallied around the concept of team. John was a much different leader. He was a rah-rah, slap you on the ass and tell you to get your act together, where Tony was just a quiet whistleblower. You know, he never, he stood in the background and it was no, no, you know, he never swore. And I, I, I watched that team come together under John when they were off-site, and that's where their Super Bowl run began. Remember, John won it in his first season. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I think that this team, for whatever reason, and I'm not going to point fingers at any players, I'm not going to say it's a lack of leadership, for whatever reason, the culture here has been toxic since the return. I mean, with yeah. few exceptions. Right. You know, they had the playoff season uh, in in. 2020 or it was 20, 2020 they made the playoffs. Yep. Mm-hmm. They had the playoff season, but none of this success was sustained. And what really led to sort of the spiral, the downward spiral of that 21 team was bitching inside the team. You know, you had the Odell and the Baker mm-hmm. thing. And I think when the final history book is written on the early yep, 2020s, yep. that's going to be what, well, that, yep, was that, the, was it. that was the crashing point. Mm-hmm. So I love this idea. They're all going to go together. You know what they're going to do? And I joked about this on the show, and I think somebody that had the itinerary, maybe it was Jason, said, yep, you're absolutely right. That's what they're going to do. They're going to go bowling one night. They're going to go to a movie one night. Swim. They're probably <laughs> going to uh, go and play laser tag or capture the flag. They're going to do team bonding outside of football activities. Right. And they're going to, if they don't already, really get to know one another. Not in a football sense, but what was the most important moment of your childhood? That kind of get to know. Because you got a lot of time and you're bunking with someone. Man. Yeah. And I, I, you know, I've never been a part of a team that's gone away for a period of time to do that. But I know people that have, and they all say, like you said, you grow together as you grow up. And yeah. I love the idea, like you said. It might work, it might not. But I think if there's a really good chance that it will. And we know this, what they had been doing was not working. Definitely not. So shake it up. Yeah. And I think it's a brilliant move by whoever, if it was Stefanski's idea, Andrew Barry, I don't know who came up with the idea, but they deserve a lot of credit. And yeah. I, I think it's going I think we're gonna see a different chemistry and a different culture in this team, at least to start the season. Yeah, and early camp is a good time to do it anyway. You talk about all these other mm-hmm. non-football activities. It's not like the football in the first week, first, especially the first four or five days of camp is not that intense anyway. Right. So, it, you know, like, I, I just think it's a good time to say, yeah, I mean, to do all these things, to get to know each other, uh, and, and hopefully it'll work because – I, Man, nothing else has. I, com- <laughs> so I, I commend them because what they did, they, they pretty much changed. I think Stefanski understood that I'm a personality um, that is, I'm going to be, kind of, he's more of a Tony Dungy. He's not going to be, Stefanski doesn't say crazy things. He's just, you know, calm, cool, collected. But I, th- I think he understood that he couldn't have a guy like Joe Woods who was the same way. Right. Or Mike Prefer, that was the same way. Yeah, you need a good cop, bad cop, you or whatever. Need a, and they didn't switch that all the way up. Both those new coaches are intense guys. They're, they are very and, intense. And you know, you yeah. notice one thing? Last year, you had guys like Clowney saying, 
Oh, uh, well, I'm only I'm only gonna play on certain downs. You had busted and coverage and people turn around and pointing to different people and, and you even had to a certain extent Greg Newsom who's a, who's a mild mannered kid that has never all of a sudden he's saying what he not going to do what he is going to do and <laughs> telling the, the I said I said whoa hold on now 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 you notice something I don't hear I don't hear very much no more no it's been quiet. Uh, it's early to be fair but yeah. but but yeah, but but when he came on, I don't on, think we're going to hear that. But song. when he came on, his tune was changed a little bit. Like, oh no, that's true. Slot, sure. that's good soldier. That's you true. know, I love what you said about you can't have too many of the same types. If you're going to typecast coaches, I think the Browns have the perfect mix yes. right now. They have the professor running the offense. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. want you want this kind of mad genius yeah. running mm-hmm. the offense, and I think Stefanski fits that bill. You want the drill sergeant running the defense. Yeah. And you kind of want that maniac running the special teams. Right. Yeah. And yeah. I think they've got it. I agree. I think it's a really nice mix. Now they've got to win. Yeah. Right. But I, I think right now the the way the coaching staff is constructed, I think it's kind of out of central casting. And mm-hmm. I and I hope it works. Yeah. I hope it works. All right, Mike. Uh, fun fact from Steve Becker here, but the last time the Browns held training camp outside of Berea was 1991 when they held it at Lakeland Community College. And with that, let's get to our next topic here. We're uh, quickly, though, running quickly back though just an update on that. Uh, I know they held it at Lakeland Community College, but that's Cleveland. The yeah. players stayed yeah, in their own yeah, bed. Yeah, it's still Cleveland. Yes. They, you know, the fans yeah. were able to come right, and cheer yeah. every little six-yard pass. Right, this is a, not you know, the same. This as is that. completely. I, I need, I need you to have. I, to get... I want to know: Did they ever take it outside of <laughs> Cuyahoga County, where they were all staying or, in the right, same place? Where they were, you know, no cars, off-site. You're bust there. You're bust home. You've got curfew. Lights you got out. a bunkmate. Right. That kind of even thing. If it I don't were, know when they did even it, if if that, Even if it were in Ohio, but they were in that situation, right. that would be the same thing, essentially. Sure. Yeah. I, I need lights out at like 10. I, I need you so far away that you, you got to actually call your son and be like, hey, hey, can you put him on the phone? I'll tell yeah, hey, buddy, how you doing? <laughs> you going good? You being good for mom? I'll be home soon. Yeah. But dad, you've been gone for weeks now. I know, I know. Mm. Training camp's a little different. Listen, yeah, I need you to be figuring it out, dog. You might like your wife by the time you get home. You ain't been there in a while. This is what I like to see. <laughs> All right, so we got our top five. He, by the way, has been listening to a lot of Patrick Mahomes because he just said dog. <laughs> yeah, dog. Yeah, right. Patrick Mahomes says dog. Yeah, he does. He's he, caught up in quarterback. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, Earlier good. this he's week, good. the Browns announced they'll be wearing white helmets for three games in the upcoming season, which inspired a list. There are eight teams next year that are debuting new alternate jerseys and or helmets. Wow. Eight. Is that is that high, G Bush? That's that normal? That's the high. most in a it long, is. long That's time. That's very high. Okay. So we're gonna rank them. But first we're gonna start with the ones I don't like. All right. Let's start with the Indianapolis Colts, who will be wearing these hideous jerseys, Steve you can take tag board, against the Browns. This looks like A, oh, no. the Duke Blue Devils, B, your generic creator uniform in Madden. And see, like absolute dog shit. You're, you're right. It's a great I mean, jersey. I don't like that at it's all. It's a great jersey for the Browns to beat the Colts in by 50. How no, about that? You know what? There's no contrast. There's no white it's, to make the play. Like yeah. if you're a quarterback and you're looking for a white jersey, it's easier to spot. But if not a white jersey, a white pair of pants, a white helmet, like that's just blah. Uh, and if you were gonna, that do, is pretty bad. I'm with you there. If you're gonna do that, you got to do one or two things. You're either gonna have to have a black jersey or black pants. You can't just come with blue and then yeah, throw I a think black smirk. one. You know, if one of the two were black, it'd probably be pretty cool be, looking. But you can't. See, it's that, that's a team that's trying to do stuff but not offend nobody. Ah, the black helmets won't be that too. People, because, like, think about it. The Colts got the most generic uniforms. They got Penn State uniforms. Like, they don't even. It's just the Colt sign, the that's little it. horseshoe. You at least got to change up some of the, the font. That's the lame. Yeah, yeah that might. is bad. What's your what's your next uh, example of a bad? The next one. Change? This is going to be a little controversial because I know a lot of people like this. And typically black and red is one of my favorite color combos. But I don't like Falcons. the new red alternate helmets the Falcons are rolling out next year. I know it's old school. Oh. And I, I know a lot of people like this. And I'm probably in the minority. But for me, this just it doesn't click in today's modern era of football. I like it. Uh, bad job. Using a Dove Kleiman tweet. That guy's a clown. <laughs> he's a, he's he an aggregator who steals stuff from people. Does um, he really? Yeah, he's, he's a, I don't know. He's got a million, a zillion followers. I like that Falcons. I'm with you. I, I do too. You like it? I like See? it. I, I, I like the old school Falcons, um, especially if you put them with the light uniforms and with the gray pants. I like that. All right, I we like disagree it. with you, Mike. 
Yeah. That's fair. He thought it would be controversial, and it was. All right, the next one, this hasn't been released yet. So this mm. is the Exclusive? concept. It's leaked. I'm not sure if it's official. If it is, this will make my top five. I'll have to readjust. But because it's not officially out yet, this oh, is just a leak. It's not confirmed. Okay. I couldn't put it on there, but the Titans will be wearing their old Houston Oilers. Oh, now I baby love blue. that. If this was officially, officially released, it would be in my top five because it is just – Leaked and not officially confirmed. I did not want to put it in the top five. I love the baby right. blue with the red, but man. That's a great This is combo. a great one. And the oil rig helmet with the white. I, I want to see your old Campbell put that on. It won't have the oil rig helmet on it. Nope. Because that's that was the awesome. Oilers. But that yeah. was all-time great. Yeah. Don't, do who owns, Dan Pastorini with that. That was a who great owns, look. Who owns the rights to that? Does somebody I own? imagine. I imagine there's probably some sort of company that owns everything that was Houston Oilers, right? Or... Is it the I would Titans? assume because so. Yeah. The owner, the owner moved from Houston to, yeah, to right. Tennessee, so obviously. That, so he probably still owns. Maybe he does. Maybe he does. But I love that yeah. color scheme. Mm. Like um, I said, if that's official, it's in my top five hands down. Yeah. Just because it's not officially official. Sure. The last official one I don't like are the Arizona Cardinals. These look so generic. It's just one solid color all the way through. It just it doesn't do anything. Yeah, for not me. a whole lot of creativity. Not not boring. a fan of these. That's boring. These yeah, I think it's boring too. Why would you not have had the Falcons here at least? Well, this is just the guys, the ones I didn't like. Okay. This wasn't in order. Cardinals so what's your trash. ultimate five? So here's are we get in to order or no? Oh, no, no, no now know. now we get to the top five. Okay, so you're now it's the top five in order. Okay, number five. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. The Philadelphia Eagles are going old school and bringing back the all-green tops. Steve, you can take 293 full here whenever you get that graphic ready. It's not punching. What's that? Steve, give me something here. There we go. The old school Eagles, I love this color scheme. The green on white and the old school helmet. To me, that is crispy. Big fan of the Eagles all green here. Yeah, I think that whole look right there is clean. Crazy. Sharp. Crazy. Nice. Uh, Were those white pants or were those gray pants? Those were white pants. I thought those were gray gray in that photo. No, they wore gray pants back in the day when Randall Cunningham was playing. Yeah, I thought they did. And Michael Vick makes any jersey look good. Yeah, Michael Michael Vick makes any uniform look good. I'm like, dang, bro, that look crazy with the shield. I'm in the minority here. I don't like it. You don't like it? I like the Falcons better than that. Huh. Fair. All right, number four, the Vikings are going old school again, and this to me is the epitome of a clean jersey. I like the purple and gold, the new shoulder stripes, the outline of the white in the gold. It's bold. To me, this is as clean as it I gets. I wouldn't have known that they didn't wear that last year. Yeah. yeah. Does nothing for yeah, me. It, just, look it just looks like, they, to they, me, it looks like, yeah, that's, that's a Viking uniform. They, they did what the Browns did. Remember the Browns was like, let's just clean this up and go right back to the old jersey. <laughs> yeah, I remember it's, that. It's just like, so yeah. that's what this is for the Vikings. Yeah. It's just so clean. Like, to it me, is. that's bold. It's classic. I know it's not super creative or fancy, yeah. but it just looks good. And under the night lights, or I guess under the night sky with the bright lights on it, yeah, it'd be nice. that's going to be I like them. Crisp. I like the matte colored helmets from the Vikings. They, I like yeah, those. Yeah. That's, that's been a uh, in the top three, so in my opinion, there are three that are unmatched. It's just the order. This one will be worn will the against the Browns this one? year. You'll see if the Browns are in there, but this will be worn against the Browns. The Seattle Seahawks, that's 1990 sweet. throwbacks. They have the silver helmets they're wearing Ooh. with this. The that's turquoise color with the little bit of green teal on the edges. We need the, the shoulder pads. The the yeah, I'd like to see the helmet. Yeah, not have it. We can find a video, a okay. picture with the helmet. Yeah. The, Give the, me one the, sec. The old, I like the look of the jersey, though. I the Domes. Listen, them is some Steve Largents. Yeah. AK, there's the Ricky Jim Waters. Zorn. Yeah. Bro, are you as a big fella offended that all the models in these are svelte skills players? Why don't they put a big 330 pounder in there? To show off these new uniforms, they did. For, remember that Joe DiPlatonio was leading. With this is the, the helmet, the by the way. Setback numbers. Oh, that's awesome. Oh yeah, that's crazy. 
This is like this is crazy. It's and they will wear this against the Browns in Week Six. Oh, fun! Defensive right. ends, like defensive ends, like if you got a guy like Michael Parsons or or Miles Garrett. All those are those are your yeah, but they never put like I don't know why sloppy lineman on there. Yeah, they, they don't want that one. Try to look like bad. a Vince Wilfork. No, why would you do that? Why would you ruin? Come on, they, they, they don't want no one. Listen, everybody, everyone projects what they want to be, right? Sean Rogers, right? No, I, I'm not trying to. Like, <laughs> yeah, all big, right. Yeah. If your name is Big Baby, because you know, in in the modeling world, it used to they, they used to just go with the beautiful, thin, tall woman. Mm-hmm. But now you turn on commercials and you see all of the LA commercials and you see some some biggins in there. I it, never understood it, why. A lot of those models in those days, they had no curves. No, I want, sticks. I want they curves like, on we, a woman. We, I didn't uh, want a skinny. We've transformed that. Yeah. Like, uh, that, that's part of. Uh, <laughs> Baby got back. That, hey, listen, that's, that is one good that is one good thing about wokeness, right? Like, it's more inclusive. Like, hey, I get to see all women now yeah, all shapes and sizes. Yeah. This is the great. The big girls get some love, I'm too. I'm like, oh, wow, this is great. Yeah. I probably And plus, she'd be like, I think I got a chance with her. Not that one. <laughs> I got a chance with that one, though. Like, right? All I got to do. All right, so are the Browns number one or are they number two? So there's two left. And I have the Cleveland Browns at... Number two. Wow. I think these are really nice, clean uniforms. Oh, I think they're going to pop one. under the night sky. Jeez. I am a big, big fan. To your guys' point, would have loved to see Siaki Ika debuting these uniforms instead of <laughs> David Njoku, but I love the Browns uniforms. Too, I really do, but number one, and we'll get to it in one that sec. That looks like a stormtrooper. Like, like that looks It does. Like... It looks sweet. It looks sick. It's a great jersey. God, like, I got to like... tell you, that I, I hadn't seen that exact picture yet. That just looks bad. It makes, you, it makes you want to say, it makes you want to just come out and be like, Spartans. You're like, yeah, <laughs> here yeah, we go. here we go. We okay. got the infantry. We have to throw these spears at you. <laughs> God, I hope that looks good, bro. The, the, I, they, they can't take no L's in them. Please no, no L's. No, no. You remember though when they wore the uh, color rush Browns on Thursday night when that, Baker broke was a, the losing streak? That was unstoppable when the color rush was. That was, was, that, was yeah. that was a, a fun time. All right, I like that uniform. I, I can go for that as our yeah. whole I know uniform. you made the joke about Stormtrooper. We've had Reflog on the show. Ironically, yeah. he tweeted this out yesterday, but it really does look like a Stormtrooper. Yeah. It does. It, it really does. does. I mean, the first thing I thought of when I and saw And that's that a compliment. Picture. That is a compliment. Yeah. I, I love it. That's I absolutely crazy. love it. It makes our colors not look that bad. Right. Like, we don't look like the great pumpkin in Charlie Brown because no more. Because <laughs> white is the overall the yeah, overall right. Brown color. Brown is now the, the accent, yeah. not the main color. Yeah. And that's the way it should be. It's like it's like if Minnesota decided, let's make purple our whole uniform. Or yellow. You know? Yellow the whole uniform. Oh, like, my yeah. God. All right. And that means number one. And this is the Oilers would be up there, the old school Oilers. Mm-hmm. But this, to me, is the perfect throwback alternate uniform. The Tampa Bay creamsicles, oh, which yeah, are coming back. Good. I right. know this is a, some people don't like these. I think these are absolutely gorgeous uniforms. I really do. Between the jersey, the helmet with the creamsicle stripe on the head, down to the matching stripe on the pants, the white pants, it plays off each other perfectly. They play in Tampa Bay. They play mostly day games. It doesn't look as good at night as it does in the day. This is, in my opinion, the number one alternate jersey for the upcoming 2023 yeah, NFL see, season. Yes, I still think the Browns are. I, I actually like the Seahawks the best. Browns second, Buccaneers third. Oh, really? For me. What about you? Do you have? Are, do you think the Browns are the best? I, 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 I still love the Potter Blue Chargers. I can't get enough of those. Like, yeah, they those just no, but it's a new jersey. But it's, but it's just a new, new jersey. To me, yeah, to me, man, the, the, to, on just the badass scale. Though, I, I, got, I like I the mean, Browns. That number, that Browns jersey it looks and crazy. combo just because it's so hard to do well. It's so hard. They could have screwed that up nine ways. I think they all should have to wear the dark shields too. Oh, Wouldn't yeah, that be great? Be awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially and, for, and when they come out the, at home, the sound, the whole sound. System is Darth Darth Vader breathing. That's oh, it. Right. oh, there you go. That's right. That sounds like my CPAP machine. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I sleep with one too. I'll be wearing it though. Okay, well we can record that and play that as yeah, proud <laughs> I've got that problem. The hell out of you. Like the, the sound of a CPAP yeah, machine. Oh, heck do you stuff. really sleep with the CPAP? Man, I, I do to, too. No, I, you really? I, I'm like, man, I can't do this, man. It's like, well, listen, sir, you do know the reason. You, you kind of stop breathing yeah. in the middle of the night. You don't I'm like, use it? Yeah, I use nah, it every bro. night. It makes me it sleep much better. It could save your life, bro. I, I, a funny story on that. A couple of years ago, I went back to Bowling Green and, uh, and, uh, former roommate of mine 
stayed in the same hotel as I did. In the room, we were yeah. obviously different beds. But when I woke up in the morning, I'm gonna make yeah. that clear. Yeah. When I woke up in the morning, I go, Mark, you stopped breathing like 50 times oh last night. Oh my God! Time. Yeah, like he's like, what, what are you talking about? Now he wasn't married, lived alone, so yeah. he had nobody that could. I go, bro, you like stop for like sometimes 10, 15 seconds. Oh, you'd be like at a time. Yeah, it's I've bad. never heard that before. <sighs> The sleep and he study. Went to a, he went to the doctor yeah, and now he sleeps sleep every study. night. You did a sleep study. Oh, right. I, I, that I, was the worst. I you did one. Yeah, yeah. In the hotel. Do you go to a hotel? No. Is that a hospital? No. So, but but it was like it was like a hotel room. It, so so. But they, they make you go to sleep at like nine o'clock. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. And, and you're you're not you even have tired. all these wires connected to really? you. It's awful. So they put on. So they gave me one at home. You put it on yourself. Oh. But I didn't have the thumb monitor in. So there was just like they couldn't ah, test, t- your t- pulse. test pulse. So I went to the that I had to go to the to the hotel and the hotel they have a whole floor. I didn't even know the hospital has a whole floor yeah. where you go and you just they get sleep, sleep, study. sleep study is another person and make you go to sleep. But they put all these little charts on you and then they, they send it back to the Bro, doctor. You really should sleep with it. Yeah. I was like, I, I, what do you have a whole mask? Yeah, it's like one of the masks. See, I use just what they're called nose pillows. So it's just on my nose it's not on my mouth but it's connected to a hose somewhere there's a hose and it goes to like these you know these two little things go into my nose. Is, is it i would i would have a hard you got to get that. used to it because i'm a tosser and turn in the beginning it's hard to get used to it yeah but so, mine's set up where it's at a low level when i'm awake and then when i fall asleep it, it kicks it in kicks in higher so i Good. so and for me i don't like i very rarely hit rim sleep so yeah. Like I, so I take medication to go to sleep. So yeah, yeah, it's right. so I, I got insomnia. So and I got restless leg syndrome. Yeah. Oh my gosh, so you're a mess. Oh, it works out for my career. I can just do videos. <laughs> PTSD. That's right. <laughs> restless. Okay. Um, I, that was good. I like that. I liked all those uniforms. They're yep. all good. Um, but we're gonna transition now to uh, to a draft. And draft before time. we before we do that, real quick. I want to remind everybody that if you're not already a member of the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show, what are you waiting for? For just a buck ninety-nine, you can become a starters tier member that gets you all those initial membership perks, including loyalty badges, custom emojis, and members-only community posts. For four ninety-nine a month, that makes you a coaches tier member. You get overtime videos, starter tier perks, discount codes for merch, and much, much more. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.